This podcast explores explicit and adult-themed content. If discussions of sex or male bondage offend you, or if you are under the age of 18, you should not continue listening to this episode or future episodes of The Bondage Gaze. By continuing to listen, you acknowledge that you are at least 18 years old and aren't offended by discussions of male bondage, sex, pornography, or other kinds of content with sexual themes. Hey guys, welcome to The Bondage Case. I'm Sammy. And I'm Nat. And today we are joined by special guest, Denny. Hi! How's it going? Thanks for joining us. Pretty good. Pretty good. Had a good Thanksgiving. <laughs> American Thanksgiving. Well, considering this episode won't, probably won't be posted until March. Had a great holiday. <laughs> it was a great, I don't know, do you have any events in like February, March? <laughs> great insert holiday here. Christmas, Valentine, Easter, St. Patrick. It was a great Valentine's Day. It was a great New Year's. <laughs> it was a great St. Patrick's Day. That's all, guys. We filmed this in November. Daddy had a great Thanksgiving four months ago. <laughs> all right. So would you like to take a minute to tell our listeners a bit about yourself and where we might have seen you in the bondage world? So I am 28 years old. I live in the middle of nowhere in Missouri. In the bondage world, I've probably been seen on Instagram and Twitter at Kinkmate13 and on Recon as Beasting. I don't remember where that name came from, but I don't want to change it because I kind of like it now. Yeah, why not? I've branded. <laughs> Maybe someone should brand you. Ooh. <laughs> it go nicely with your cowboy outfit. <laughs> it, it would. That would work. Yeah. So, would you like to talk about your fetishes? What are they? A big one is bondage. Um, open to pretty much any kind of depraved kink activity, as we all are. You name it, I've probably done it or have or have watched a couple videos of it. But the exceptions being, you know, blood, gore, other stuff in that realm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so anything that causes long-term harm you're against long-term harm yes that is like the that's the that's the no <laughs> everything else we're pretty open to talking about and open to trying just about <laughs> okay i have to ask does that mean you're open to scat oh no ew no no that's in the that's <laughs> that's in the realm of like permanent damage that's psychological damage <laughs> that's a relief <laughs> i mean no each to their own but but I mean, yeah, it, I mean, it's funny because it even came up in conversation with a guy I've been playing with lately is how, you know, when you talk to a lot of kinksters, it starts becoming common where people say things that they're not into. And a lot of the times it's scat and things like that. So it's almost to the point that it's like, wow, so if you're actually into scat, I wonder how you must feel with like so many people just being like, okay, no, like I'm not like... Like how it's so commonplace for us to just be like, yeah, that is our limit. That's where we stop. Like, Yeah. I mean, I guess if you are into that and you find a person that is also into it, you just have to hold on to that one person. <laughs> as long as everyone's consenting you and no one's getting long-term harmed or psychological damage. No one's getting hurt more than they want to be hurt. Yes. Well, no, <laughs> even in that area, if I feel like there are some things you can't really consent to. Agreed. 
So yeah, like so I just kind of wanted to add before we move on to the, like the next thing, like with your fetishes. So I mean, so do you have a, a particular affinity for like cowboy gear or like any other kind of costume or uniform or something like that? Like cowboy thing has started like over the past couple of years. Like I kind of blame like my circle on Instagram. I've always kind of been into boots because like I'm out here in the middle of nowhere. Um, the guys I had crushes on in school wore cowboy boots. Ooh. I didn't know I had crushes on them then, but like I knew I liked their boots. I couldn't explain it, but um, my circle on Instagram kind of expanding to those people who like into cowboy gear. And, you know, sometimes you just find yourself, sometimes you find yourself down a loophole and all of a sudden you're into cowboy gear and you start dressing up like cowboys. Okay. <laughs> It'll happen to you. It happens to all of us. <laughs> I mean, cowboys and bondage just always go together. They really do. Like, cause there's always lassos, there's rope, there's there's bandanas, there's handkerchiefs, there's all of that. Like, yeah, and then goes together so well. Like, I'll, I'm like the aesthetic of it all. Like, you can be you can be various ways of clothes. Yeah, and then and there's always a belt involved too, and a belt buckle. Like, there's a lot to it. It's pretty. It just works really well for bondage. Yeah, the opportunities are limitless. Yeah. Okay, you say you like these guys in their boots. Let's throw in a hypothetical scenario. You're on the ground, hogtied. You see this gorgeous guy walking up, approaching you in his hot boots. I don't know, you can imagine whatever style you like. Yep, yep, go on. Now, you have two options. Which one do you pick? He can either press on your face while you're there, hooked tight and gagged in his boots. Not like anything that will cause you damage, just a little bit of dominant face pressing. Yeah. Or he can tape his boot to your face. Which do you pick? Probably tape his boot to my face because I like the humiliation aspect of that. Yeah. And just the the pure submission of like being under someone's sneaker or boot. Just like having that on your face. Like it almost like takes away your agency a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. This, that's always done something for me. I, like, like I was like 19 when I saw a picture of somebody with a sneaker taped to their face, and I was like, a light bulb went off, and I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> that was my recon profile picture for a long time when I was like 19 years old. Oh. <laughs> you with a shoe taped to your face? Yes. Okay. I've I know that's one of your most prominent pictures where you've got the I think the shoes against the wall and your face just pressed into it. You're not tied up, but it was at, at the gym? It was when I just got home from the gym. Ah, okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was your your sneaker or like a trainer's. It was mine. <laughs> Whatever works. Yeah. Well, what's, I know what's funny about that is I've always just, yeah, like I, I, I'm i not, you know, I'm not into feet. I'm not into shoe. Like I don't, I'm not a shoe fetishist. I'm not anything like, but I always liked those sets. Uh, um, my, my favorite one of that kind is... The one of Charles on Captured Guys, like where he's in a suit and he has like his Oxford taped to his face. Um, I know exactly what picture you're talking about. Yeah, and the video. And then, yeah, then a, a funny thing is, I, I mean, I don't have a sense of smell. Like it's come up several times in this podcast. And, but I remember a Dom that I played with, like really liked the idea of still taping a shoe to my face just, just because it's, humiliating just because you know not everybody is going to know that i can't smell it like mm. and, i mean it's still degrading in a way so yeah yeah like i don't have much of a sense of smell either so for me it really is just about more the humiliation aspect and plus i'm not a sweaty person like i can work out 
pretty damn hard and barely crack a sweat. So like my shoes don't stink that bad. It's just it's all about the aesthetic and the humiliation of it all. <laughs> yeah. See, I do have a very strong sense of smell, although I do have a lot of congestion issues, so it may nullify it a bit. But I find you smell a sh- you can smell a shoe like if you put it to your face and it might smell really bad. But when it's taped, I don't notice the smell. I don't know what it is. You're turned on by the tape. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I was talking to somebody recently about um like about like the smell of duct tape. Like he was oh, oh, he was on video like this and he like ripped a big piece of tape and you're putting it on. He goes he goes, he goes that's something that vanilla people don't get is just being attracted to like the scent of duct tape and I was like I never thought about it, but you are very correct. Yeah. There's something to just like that smell of duct tape when it goes around your head. I don't know. I can't explain it, but like it just instant boner. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. And as I've said, for me, it's different because I know PVC tape is duct tape. So the regular rippy duct tape, a cloth duct tape, that smell, it doesn't do it for me. PVC, on the other hand, oh, instantly in heaven when I smell that. <laughs> but if you came here and I rolled that out, you'd probably be like, eh, I don't know, it smells adhesive but I don't know. Like, okay, so I can't really speak for myself because once again, I don't have a sense of smell. But yeah, it's like I know like recently, um, you know, I've been playing with Storage Gimp a lot um, and he has been like fucking like buying so much gear. Like he's been horny as fuck like lately. So he's been buying a lot of rope and tape and things like that. And I remember, I forgot what kind of tape it was. It was something a little bit different from what he normally had. And I remember I just wanted to check it out by just like peeling some of it and like just checking out the texture. He was standing about maybe three feet away from me. And he's like, oh my God, that smells so hot. (laughs) He even got it and kind of sniffed it a little before like like putting it back. And yeah, it's like, I mean, I just find that so fascinating. Yeah, see, I don't think I'd do that. I wouldn't roll it out, sniff it, put it back. I just enjoy the smell in the moment. Yeah, it's one of those things like you got to be like, Doing it to do the thing. And it's like, it's just, it's almost like pre gaming for just like half a second. It's like, yes, we are getting the thing going. Here we go. <laughs> I just want to circle back to the shoe thing. I like the idea of it being taped to my face. I'm not really into the whole taping a shoe to my face. I just like that it's something that I don't want. I don't like in a way. It's, I do, I like it, but it's because I don't like it. Right. I just want that aspect of something that happens to me that isn't pleasant that might be just part of the losing control aspect of it all yes yeah it's like i mean okay so getting back to what we were talking about with like blood and scat and things like that is is like there's like a difference between like hard limits and like soft limits of like hard limits are things that just no like never I, i won't be okay with that oh yeah and there are other things that it's like i don't like that i don't seek it out but if it happens to me i'll probably like it or it at least just won't be terrible yeah there's something me and my friends have talked about about would you ever do this and i and a few things i've been like that would be like the last thing we do before i go home (laughs) 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 like if one of my i'm like i am not into water sports at all i was gonna bring that up actually but if somebody wanted me to pee on them if it was the last thing we did maybe we just can never talk about it (laughs) okay (laughs) on that same page would you let them do it to you 
shower right afterward, maybe. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, um, a guy I've been playing with, um, we, like, he likes, um, peeing on me, or me peeing on him, like, when we shower together, so we're, like, in the shower, so the water's going, and so... That's okay. Yeah, we're already kind of cleaning each other, so, yeah, like, I mean, I'm not into that, he, it, like, I don't even think he gets off on it, he, there's just, like, a little thing that he likes about doing that, and, I mean, I'm completely okay with that i i mean i've tried peeing on him i don't know i think i'm pee shy like in front of other people <laughs> i haven't been able to but yeah like yeah like i've discussed on the show before i, I think i called the guy piss guy because i don't remember his name <laughs> and it was not we did not discuss it beforehand but he stuck his dick in my mouth and then i just felt fucking liquid go down my throat i was like Okay, well, that just happened. <laughs> this was like fucking 11 years ago, something like that. It was long before Brandon. So, look, didn't hate it. Didn't like it. Uh, I think I'd appreciate it more. Oh, that didn't like awaken anything in you or anything? Um, no. <laughs> but that being said, it does, it's something I wouldn't mind trying again. <laughs> just for the sake of trying it. But also I had a guy not long after that. Who wanted to, I think, and we were in the shower. I think he peed, he might have peed on me 12 years ago, 11 years. I fucking can't remember. But he, I pissed in his mouth. I was like, hey, like, it, it doesn't harm me any letting you do that. I'm going to get rid of it one way or another. So <laughs> if you're enjoying it, sure, why not? <laughs> but I wouldn't let him do it in mine. Yeah, I remember a, a guy that I never wound up meeting up with him, but like when I still lived in Texas, um, yeah, like us kind of talking about things like that and him saying that during a session, a guy that was dominating him, like I think took off his underwear that, that was already, you know, like had like pre-cum on it and was just like sweaty and musty and all of that. He pulled his underwear down and then peed on them and then took them off and then gagged him with the underwear. And the guy said like, he was so fucking just caught off guard and disgusted by it. But then at the same time, it also just like really turned him on that he, you know, that he just did that, that he just went that far and just went with it. And yeah, I don't know. It's like, that's not something I'd seek out. And I don't, I, you know, I can't, that hasn't happened to me. So I can't speak for like that actually happening, but I, I could kind of understand like where, where that guy is coming from with being turned on by that. Like, oh, 100%. I think I would have the same reaction. Wouldn't seek it out, but I'd be okay with it. <laughs> I don't know about that one. It's really easy for me to say no whenever I'm not turned on, though. <laughs> In the moment, I've done a lot of things I'm not super proud of now. <laughs> oh, haven't we all? I guess you won't. You wouldn't know till you try it. Note to Denny's next playmate experiment. I don't think they're gonna know about. I don't think we're gonna plan for that. <laughs> I mean, but that's what a lot of bondage is, though. It's like, I mean, with you being helpless, there is a lot of possibilities for things of, you know, you're, it's like, you know, you would probably fight this if you weren't like tied up and helpless. But since you are, it's like you could kind of experiment a little more. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good point. Yeah. I don't know. We kind of veered away from this, but kind of getting back to the whole cowboy thing. It's funny because uh, so I'm I'm from Texas. So, you know, cowboy is very much a thing there as well and it's funny because that's always just been a thing that I've always avoided like just growing up there I was just never like um I went through a phase where I kind of I sort of ironically wore cowboy boots but like didn't really dress cowboyish and I just you know dressed my own kind of weird alternative way and then happened to just include cowboy boots with that and 
I don't know. That was just kind of that, that that was a thing. And then I don't know, it's funny now that I've lived out of Texas for several years of people like looking at like things I wear and saying like, oh, well, that's like really Texas, like certain accessories or things like that, that I wear. It's like very like Texas-y. And I, I mean, I find that kind of weird. And then another thing is I remember a professor I had like a huge crush on in college what like I felt like he was the only person that would dress cowboyish that like really pulled it off because it wasn't like costumey and I feel like it takes a certain level of confidence to like fucking walk or you know dead ass walk around with a cowboy hat on like there are some people in town here that that walk around with cowboy hats on and I always think do they actually own a farm or do they just want to play cowboy like what's the I'm like there was one guy I'm the guy who owns the gym I work out at he was wearing a cowboy hat one day, and I was like, long day watching the cattle, just, you know, making making conversation slash joking. He goes, yeah, I moved cows for I came to work today. Oh, okay. I guess you're a real cowboy then. Never mind. <laughs> you know, I don't think I've seen a single person, at least no one under the age of 70, and not anyone for like the last 10 years, wear a cowboy hat. I guess it's a very Midwestern, American, Southern thing. Very American. It's kind of like a tracksuit or a British thing. Yeah, like, because I, I've even, because, th- yeah, because I, because, like, I know a lot of suit fetishists. A lot of them are somewhere in Europe, like a lot of Germans, a lot of yeah. English people and things like that. There aren't that many in the U.S., but then a lot of clothing fetishists in the U.S. like cowboy stuff or at least cowboy adjacent stuff like plaid shirts with tight jeans and things like that like oh that's how I dress every day (laughs) yeah yeah but there's nothing wrong with that outfit it is very cowboy-esque I guess yeah it's very um midwestern southern half dressed up smart casual in a way yeah yeah like because it could be dressed up and dressed down like i would wear basically that all the time and just give or take a blazer or something and is is it khakis or is it jeans is it tucked in or not tucked in is it the nice plaid or the um, or the going out plaid is it buttoned all the way up (laughs) didn't know there were different kinds My dress style is very daggy. I mean, I love my shorts and t-shirts. I have like three dress shirts that I cycle through. Does that turn you on seeing other guys in plaid then? No, because then I would have a boner 24-7. Okay. Like, if I walked outside my house now and went to the grocery store, I'd probably see four or five dudes dressed like that. Okay. Because I often wonder that. How how'd we dress? Is it a reflection of what turns us on? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, well, uh, I mean, okay, like, one thing is, so where I lived in Indiana, like, it was, I mean, like, a small town, and, like, so not a lot of people would dress up. Like, I mean, I even worked at a university and taught and everything and I felt like I was like one of the more dressed up people at work like like a lot of the times and so it's like such a a weird change to like be in Chicago like in a big city where there's a lot more people like walking around in suits and shit and then even like youngish people in suits and like because I mean that really fucking sticks out to me like being on the train and like seeing that and trying not to stare (laughs) um yeah and things like that like yeah. Only time I see somebody in a suit is at a wedding or is at a funeral. <laughs> and it's not even everybody, right? Like, it's only, like, a handful of people that are, like, that dressed up there. <laughs> yeah. I don't own a suit. Yeah. Me neither. I mean, I own dress clothes that kind of can function as a suit. Yeah. But I don't own a suit. Do I? No, I don't own a suit jacket. Like, the videos that I've done with suit and tied, they're just basic variations of my wedding outfit. <laughs> I think I've worn Brandon's wedding pants, my wedding pants. 
<laughs> paired it up with a different shirt or like a dress shirt that I've worn for work. <laughs> Back when I made an effort at work, I don't wear dress shirts anymore. <laughs> I have a few like interview shirts like, and I have a few ties, but like um, I haven't worn a tie since I got my, since I, since I got my job six years ago. <laughs> <laughs> the ties have other uses now. Um, they have, they have. That's a much better use of a tie. I agree. I know Mike would disagree, but. <laughs> okay. Like he did like my idea of, of, yeah, like of, of buying shitty ties and using those specifically for bondage, like ties that you would never be caught dead wearing because they're ugly. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, when I filmed my last, what did I call it? Suited captive, I think. When I filmed that, I did three parts. I've actually had Mike in mind as I made part one. I was tired, gagged, had the tie on. Part two, tie got removed, socks got removed, was gagged with the socks and the tie. Part three, lost the dress shirt, was down to the singlet that I had underneath, but I had the tie put back on. Because I know that there's Mike who loves seeing guys in ties. I don't know if that would do anything for him, but I'm sure there's other people that would get enjoyment out of, I don't know, just this black singlet and a red tie. I think it looked, it could have looked okay if it was on properly. It didn't look great. Maybe on a better looking guy, it might look all right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, play with ties is always fun. Like even just like a, like loosening a tie, like instead of like taking the whole thing off is pretty fun. Very masculine. Yeah. Like it's a different kind of masculinity than I see in my daily life. Yeah. It's, it's funny because I remember like a, almost a year ago, like um, doing a story ask thing, kind of talking about that, like using ties as like as restraints and it adds like a weird dad-ish like masculine quality to it and then I remember somebody disagreeing with me because he thought ties are feminine and I'm like but like how many women do you see wear ties if they're not like you know trying to make a statement of like masculinity or something like I don't really see a masculinity towards ties but I wouldn't I definitely wouldn't say they're feminine there was that scene in Revenge where one of the characters got tied up and gagged with ties or at least he got gagged with a tie. The scene itself was pretty shit, but definitely the hottest part was when the villain was starting to remove his tie. He's like, now what to do with you? <laughs> yeah, I remember um, I remember Mike's thing with ties was he, like, it's because he likes the knot in the ties, so he doesn't like that when they're used as gags. They're typically completely undone and then wrapped around, um, so, which is why he gave a- exam of, like, an exception because the tie, the knot was still intact, like, when they used it. Yeah, I, oh. That makes sense. Kingsters, content creators, take notes. <laughs> okay, so uh, what made you realize that you were into bonded slash kink? Ever since I was a little kid, like around here, kids played with like toy handcuffs all the time. Like we, we played the very politically incorrect game of cowboys and Indians and, and cops and robbers and stuff like that. You always, um, if you were if you were caught by the cops or the cowboys, you always got handcuffed. And I was like, even from a young age, I was like, I like this. I like the I like the handcuffs and like kind of like stored that back away in my brain. And then like puberty hits and it's like, oh, turns out there's something there. <laughs> and it's kind of like blossomed. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. We've heard of a lot of young kingsters and talking about playing cowboys and Indians. But I don't think for any of them that was an awakening that I could recall. I remember like being like six or seven and always wanting to be the one handcuffed. I couldn't explain it at the time. I remember thinking, this is fun. This is a lot of fun. I loved, like, I loved, like, being in the little jail. Like, they would, like, usually, like, it, I'm at the daycare I went to. They had, like, a, they had a small cupboard you would go into when you were in jail. Okay. I was, like, that just did it. 
with the icing on the cake. <laughs> oh my god. You talk yeah, it's like you mentioning that reminds me of when I was little, like the house that my grandpa lived in. Um we we would have like all the family parties there and he had like a fenced in like porch, like which is just like a bunch of thick bars. And so like a lot of the times um the parents would just kind of like like lock us like in there so we don't we're not in the house fucking it up when the uh, the adults are outside and then also we're not like wandering in the streets and shit and like so i mean it was kind of fucked up now that i think of it but on the other end it's like i mean as kids we all just kind of like played along with that and i mean yeah it's like like, i mean looking back at just kind of how i was a kinky kid i always just kind of thought like i always liked that like fair enough so what are your thoughts on being caged now I haven't actually gotten to do it, but I want to. Like, I know I'd fit in a big dog kennel. I'm a little person. (laughs) (laughs) I've had people tell me they're going to do it, and then they don't. I'm like, don't get me all excited, and then don't do it. (laughs) Yeah. So do you want to be tied up in the cage, or do you want to just be caged? Uh, Like, the the whole shebang. If you got caged without bondage, would you be happy with that? Like if the bondage was just the cage? Mm, I'd want more after a while. Yeah, but you'd you'd want more, but you would take it for a little bit. Yeah. Fair enough. Beggars can't be choosers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd enjoy I'd definitely enjoy a cage, but I'd want to be completely tired in it. Yeah, my playmate options are very limited. I have to I have to take what I can get. I'm like, especially for like a little dog kennel type of cage, like there's just like an added like humiliation to something like that. Oh yeah. If you're just caged, you're probably not gagged. I like that pretty much every bondage person agrees that, like, the gag is the best part. Yes. Or at least all the cool bondage people agree. (laughs) If you don't like gags, you're shit. All the people I spent time talking to. Yeah. I guess that's because just we're, like, our own community where we love our ties, we love our gags. Our tribe has found each other. Yes. Our tribe has spoken. (laughs) I remember, okay, I remember, like, back when, uh, around the time when I first discovered, like, Mr. S. Leather and um, things like that. I remember when I first heard of a locking ball gag and I don't know, I remember just being very intrigued by that, of the idea of like a gag that locks so you even if your hands aren't tied, you still can't take it off and like that, like of just being, you know, spending a day with you know with a boyfriend or something like that like just gagged and you can't and you can't take it off but you're also not tied like well i was thinking that could work in the event of a cage situation yeah (laughs) it would be hot i love the idea of like having a boyfriend or even just like a regular kink friend who you spend a couple days with like oh yeah you use a locking gag one day all day mm-hmm. but that's just i don't know weirdly romantic i don't know <laughs> i'm sure brandon wishes he could do that to you sometime oh fucking oath <laughs> if he just kept me tired of gag like all the time i'd be very satisfied that's a few hours a day that i wouldn't be a fucking cunt so <laughs> <laughs> benefits for both of us brandon take note <laughs> brandon take notes <laughs> He's in the other room somewhere. (laughs) I'd say I'd play it back to him, but he's never going to listen to any of this, so. (laughs) I probably won't listen to my episode either. That's okay. I can't imagine listening to myself talk for an hour. Yeah, well, we just got used to it. I used to fucking hate the sound of my own voice, but doing this podcast, I actually got used to it. Oh, I bet. I don't seek it out. It's not like I want to listen to me talk anymore, but I'm not like, oh, that's terrible. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, and then then kind of getting back to, I don't know, like that, like spending a lot of time with another kinkster and like the gags and things like that. So nobody has done that with me, like specifically like a gag that locks, like in leaving 
that on me and not tying me. But I mean, something similar is like, once again, with a guy I've been playing with, he likes to kind of like while we're together. I mean, of course, when we're alone, he wouldn't do this in public unless I don't know, we're, you know, walking somewhere at night and there's not really a lot of people around. Um, Likes to like cover my mouth and do things like that. And I mean, that's always like really fun, especially when it's not expected. <laughs> like if we're just like watching TV or something and then he'll just like grab me and like cover my mouth and just kind of hold me like that for a couple minutes. Like, I mean, that's always a lot of fun. Last week, um, one of my good friends, Kinky Night 94, spent the spent the week with me. And um, we would go about our business as usual during the day. And every now and then I'd come back in the house and he would just be sitting around tape gags. And we would do, and he would be reading his book next to me on the couch with, with the tape gag on. Yeah. <laughs> That's cute. So he would he gag himself? He did. Um, a couple of times I did it to him, but most of the time he did it to himself because he does it better, according to him. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You can't see my air quotes, but... I, I, f- I feel like we're all kind of like that with our own gagging. Like... Yeah. No, I know I don't do a great job. <laughs> I'm sure you do fine. <laughs> you can tell them the pictures, the ones I've done, and the ones other people have done. I'll just say that. Just... Okay. Well, I don't know if I'd really enjoy that, because I think... I, lo- I mean, I do like being gagged. I think if I did it to myself, it'd be a simple case of I'd put it on, I'd come, and then I'd be like, yeah, okay, cool, that was nice. I'm taking it off now. When I was younger, I did that a lot. Yeah, when I'm in the process of trying to come, I'd probably think, oh, I'll keep this on or like for a few hours, but then I, I will finish off, and I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm bored now. Yeah, just the thought of doing doing it, sitting around reading, I don't know, it just doesn't interest me because part of the enjoyment of gags is someone else doing it to you, you can't take it off. And sorry, you were saying when you were younger. When I was younger, I would do things like that. Like I would, like I would just, when I first moved out of my parents' house, moved into my house, I would, I would um, play video games, gagged for a while. But like now that I've had more, more real experience, it doesn't have the same rush it did. Yeah. Yeah. Like on the same note with me, like when I was a teenager, like still living, you know, at my mom's house, I liked kind of tying myself up in bed at night and. I feel like, you know, once again, I had a big family. I lived in a small house. I didn't get a lot of privacy during the day. So I liked using night as like, okay, this is like time where I can kind of be alone and everyone else is asleep and the house is dark and whatever, where I could do these kinds of things like that. But yeah, as soon as I moved out of my mom's house, I was like, this feels silly. Like, like I've tried it a few times in college and I'm just like this. Yeah. Like, unless I'm doing self bondage for pictures or something, like I don't really enjoy this like okay i kind of feel silly doing it uh doing it too like i'm not doing it by myself too unless like i've done some like online virtual play with people yeah yeah and that's a little bit different because like you're still being told to do it yeah so it's like you're it's, it's like they're doing it to you yeah there needs to be some kind of stakes to it yeah. And I was even thinking in lieu of a locking gag, if you had a dog or someone who could tape your mouth, I was thinking you could maybe like get them, I don't know, they could sign the end of the bloody tape. Like, so that way, if you took it off, they would know. <laughs> does that make sense? So like write something on the tape that can't easily be recreated. Yes, yeah. it does. <laughs> and it'd be like, good, that better, like, I'm going to leave you now for now. That better be still on when I come back. Oh, I, I, yeah. I'm like, I, I, I like that idea. Like, it, yeah. Like, especially if, yeah, if you're going to be left at home, like, not tied, but gagged, and then, yeah, like, you know, if somebody's leaving to, like, you know, do their laundry or some shit, like, yeah, like, that would be kind of fun. 
Yeah. yeah, that would still give me the rush. So I would like, I would like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's not as good as being cut up, but it's there's still something there. There's an element of control. Yeah, I speak for the three of us. Like we're all like in our daily lives, more take charge, take charge. Like people, we have to be put in our place every now and then. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> like at work, I have to be on the whole time. In my in my kink life, I want to be like told not to. I want to be told like. Like you don't have to like you're you're not in control now. <laughs> Absolutely. Like I'm not so much in control now at work. In my old job I was, but I have a joke, my current job combines my two favorite things, finances and being someone's bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Although at the same time it is very autonomous. Uh, but in my personal life I am. Well no, yeah, it's like I like I was like on that note, I mean that's even something that I noticed like a lot of people, like especially like people who are switches of like, okay, so a guy that I've been playing a lot with for the most part for as long as i've known him he's been more of the dom um until recently he kind of started switching with me and then i mean so that was kind of a process for him because he felt weird like he felt weird switching with the same person like if he had met someone else who's like a pure dom and he was you know started immediately as a sub he would be fine with that but since he's been dominating me he kind of felt weird about about me dominating him and then another thing i kind of noticed with that is like I don't know he's been doing a lot like with his job like he he just um he quit one job and started a new one and he's been under a lot of pressure and I noticed like with that came a lot of sub energy like so I feel like those things kind of work together because you know he has to be on top of a lot of shit in his life right now with like the change that he's making so there's just that like kind of that need of like okay I kind of want to be told what to do I kind of want to I kind of want to be forced to like have to lay down and relax and just like sit with myself because I won't let me you know I won't do that for myself so it was like very like meditative with you know with dominate like when i dominated him like it's kind of like a thing like that like he he kind of got a break like from that because i feel like when you dominate you have so much fucking responsibility and shit like that like on you that i mean it's fun but then there's you know there's this other kind of work element to it um, i like being a switch but like i feel like whenever i'm being the dominant one i'm always i'm gonna get them tied up and i'm like okay now what yeah or or like what do I do to keep this fun for them? And I just get overwhelmed. I'm, I'm like, it's so much easier to just be the one, so much easier on my on, on myself to just be the sub. Yeah. But ultimately, you don't really need to do much. I'm sure if these subs you're having are uh, anything like us, they would be happy with just being left. Yeah, it's like, well, that, and then also just, I don't know, knowing be- knowing beforehand what it is they like, if they like to just be, like, you know, put in, like, a closet or something and left there for a little bit, or if, you know, if, I don't know, they like certain things, if they like being tickled, if they like their nipples being played with, if they like, I don't know, some sort of role play, you know, that you guys could sort of premeditate it yeah. or something. I mean, that always um, kind of helps. And, I mean, and a fun thing with switching with people is is you kind of learn a lot about them when you, you know, when you get to dominate them once and then you get to submit to them once. Like, I mean, you know, like I recently switched with Storage Gimp because um, I've mostly dominated him. And I felt like I learned how to dom him better since, you know, since we switched like that. Like, it's all the kind of dom that he is and the sort of things he liked doing to me. Yeah, well, I guess that's two points. One, if you are in a dominant position, imagine you are the sub and think, what would I like if I was this person tied up? 
and do that to them. And two, yeah, if you're getting dumped by someone who is a switch, the things they're doing to you are, pr- unless you've specifically said, I want you to do this, if they're just doing random shit to you, it's probably shit that they want done to them. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. It's like, because, I mean, it's like what people say, well, it's like actions speak louder than words. Like sometimes people might like something and, or they, but they might not, I don't know, they might not think to consciously tell you that they want you to do this to them or they might feel embarrassed or, I don't know, something just might not click for them to directly tell you but then they'll do that once they get to dominate you like yeah so how much throw a percentage on it what would you consider yourself in terms of doming and subbing 70 30 70 30 yeah i think i'm about the same about you know i i mean i think i'm pretty 50 50 um yeah i'm like i don't know i i i find it funny when people say that i'm either or or something like like right off the bat like um yeah i, I mean okay because one thing that, that sort of got to me i mean now for it but like i remember a few months ago when I haven't had a bonded session in years and I was I was really wanting to have a bonded session number one but I mean I also really wanted to get tied up because it's been even longer since um, that has happened and I remember during that period so many like people like on Instagram or something like that would always just be like oh I just thought you were a dom and it's just like okay like I'm I'm kind of flattered by that but also like no like <laughs> I don't know why everyone's assuming that I'm just a dom like <laughs> I don't know you do exude a lot of dumb energy I don't know what it is <laughs> it also could be because you haven't up until recently you haven't had a lot of sub content because you haven't been tied up in so long yeah <laughs> all right so now I'm curious what is the longest time you've spent tied up and gagged just this past week with kinky night I did a I was mummified for about three hours okay I think that's the longest okay I think so I, I think I would be about the same with that um about three hours tops eventually I would want to do all night yeah I've done it before <laughs> yeah I had a guy I have spoken about this before he was just gonna cuff my ankle to the futon that I was laying on but I was like no you can cuff my hands behind my back and take my mouth I don't know how long I was there maybe eight hours ten hours yeah it was really hard to sleep but it was nice and then there have been times where I've been hog tied for up to eight hours wow they're rare occasion rare rare occasions <laughs> like there was one night where it was an anomaly like I wasn't sore uh, that was a few years ago now like I've done close to that since then yeah once or twice but i was fucking aching by the end of it yeah even like maybe maybe two or three weeks ago i got hogtied left overnight like brenda was in right next to me basically there was like a thin wall between us yeah but you should always never leave a sub unattended and i mean i was i think it was about six hours i was sore it was i was very sore but it was a manageable sore but i got so i was just so fucking dehydrated to the point where i had a searing headache and that was what did me in in the end i was like no i need i i don't think i've ever been so fucking dehydrated in my life <laughs> and then and then yeah and then that was like a random unanticipated kind of thing like yeah we didn't film that one or anything yeah i'm like yeah it's funny for so for the three hours i feel like i well earlier today i feel like that was probably the longest um that i did and it was like i mean my for most of it my hands were uh, were handcuffed behind my back but and then i was like sitting on a couch and then we moved to a bed and then and then i was eventually tied another way um but yeah like i think 
I, I think that was like the longest. And I mean, in that, you know, that wasn't bad. Like, I, I don't know if it like doing it longer, I probably would have started getting like achy and sore and shit. But yeah, I wasn't achy or anything like I was mummified, so I really was just literally laying there. But I was, what did me in is all of a sudden, I just wasn't having fun anymore. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> it was like, it was like a, it was like a switch flip. I was like, okay, I am very much done. I don't know why, but I am done. <laughs> and he let you out straight away when you said that? I like had to, um, I had to like get his attention and he had to like, oh, my head headphones on. We we're playing white noise and stuff like that, like full into like the gimp space. Oh, that's hot. It was cool. It was it was a lot of fun <laughs> until it wasn't for whatever reason. Yeah. And then I had to like I had to like roll just enough to like like nudge him and he's like what I'm I'm like I can't say anything but he's like you want out don't you I'm like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's very conflicting on one hand when someone says they want out, let him out, but also again I get when that switch is flipped that you need out but the idea of being still left tied up and not being able to do that do anything it's like you're really tied up finally so yeah that's why i would that's why if i was the dom in that situation i would ask twice first is like do you want out and then like do you really really want out or Mm. or like can you go 30 more minutes we'll try this again yeah like i probably would have been fine a few minutes but like he made the right call you know you know when you've had enough I'm such a fucking brat that when I'm asking to be untied, genuinely, generally, I do want to be untied when I'm asking, but there's maybe 5% of me that is hoping he might untie me. And then I get really disappointed when he unties me. Oh, I get it. I'm kind of a brat. I'm, I'm kind of bratty too. I didn't realize it until like I took that I took that quiz that goes around recon every now and then that like sub dom quiz and told me I was like ninety six percent brat and I was like that's offensive and I was like oh wait I guess it's very true. <laughs> <laughs> you need to send me that quiz. I haven't seen it. I'll send it to you after we get done. I think it's like bdsmtest.org or something like that. Okay, yeah, I'll have to take that. Yeah, most people have those on their recon profiles. See, I'm not on the recon anymore, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, marriage must be nice. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to rub that in. <laughs> you know how close the closest person on recon is to me? How far? About 30 miles. Fuck. Actually, you know what? I, when I was on recon, I would have to travel travel to Sydney, which is probably about two hours by train. Oh. I'm three hours south of St. Louis, and I'm three hours west of Memphis. So, like, if I want to see the world or see somebody not from here... <laughs> It's almost a three-hour drive, no matter which way you go. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. There's a guy on recon in my building, because I'm, like, I mean, it's a pretty, it's like a 20-story, like, apartment building. He's been wanting to meet, but I, I don't know, like, something about him seems too eager that it makes me uncomfortable. And then plus the fact that he, like, lives in my building is, that makes it, also makes it weird, because I'm like, I don't know, what if it doesn't go well, and... I don't know, we run into each other, something like that. Yeah, I think, see, I think I'd go with it, but... I would go with it. Yeah. You've got to go with your gut. Definitely go with your gut. Personally, I think if he's being over-ego, he's probably just 
super fucking excited that there's someone in the same apartment building. But oh, yeah. yeah, if you do sense a bit of a red flag, then yeah, maybe steer clear. Okay, because like my policy, like, is kind of like I want to meet at least one time, just casually for coffee or a drink or something before we get to that. And we were gonna do that, and then it just kind of bothered me that it kept saying, "Okay, well, maybe we could do a little bit of bondage afterwards or something like that." And it's like, okay, like I'm already telling you, like let's just meet casually and see how things go and then and then he just kept kind of pushing that like i don't know it's like i think that's like one one of the dom things about me is like the minute somebody's like at all like pushy or aggressive i'm just like no like 100 percent. that is definitely a red flag i've been that guy before <laughs> when i was younger and didn't know didn't know how to like approach these kind of situations like like the first time i met with somebody like we had been talking on we've been talking on recon for probably two or three months you know you got to travel to make things work so i was so excited but i was i was definitely like that hyperactive puppy like and then what are we gonna do then what are we gonna do then what then what like, like i get it i relate to it now i would be very annoyed by it <laughs> that's not too bad though i mean i still worry that i come across too pushy sometimes <laughs> no my issue is with i just annoy people if they don't respond to me I'm like bitch don't let me have radar fucking kick your ass <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't say that, but... Yes, you do. I have that message. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Leaving you, leaving me on red isn't the reason why I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to kick your ass because I think you'll enjoy it. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. So, yeah, so, um, I mean, because what, what we are talking about with, I don't know, with, I guess, being in a mood to, like, stay tied up for a while and stuff like that, it, like, reminds me of, um, so, yeah, so I recently did a, recently did a shoot with uh, ropes and whatnots, and um and i did it with uh with storage game coincidentally like a few days after he dominated me and so that was interesting of he dominated me and then he dominated me for one of the sets and for that and then also we were both like co-subs and that I, I mean that was like really fun because like after like the set that like where both of us were tied up um, um uh, shane asked uh, which of the two of us like wants to get untied first and he pointed at um storage game pointed at me like because he wanted to stay like that for a while and <laughs> I, i'm like i don't know it was fun just kind of seeing like i don't know us being two different kinds of subs together because you know he's not really that big on like you know like on struggling or moaning or things like that and then he also just kind of likes laying there like being tied up for a little bit like we even did another set with like you know uh recording me but like storage camp was still kind of tied up off to the side somewhere <laughs> love that um, and then, yeah, it's again, the video, of him, the video of him in the closet, like that's, that's when, uh, yeah, that's when we kind of just did that on the side. Um, yeah, it's like, I don't know, that was like really fun because I mean, of course I love being tied up and all of that, but like after a shoot, I'm just kind of like, okay, I'm done with this. Like, <laughs> let, like, let me out of this. But yeah, it's like, it was funny seeing him just like, uh, no, you could just leave me like this for a while. Doing it for a shoot is a lot different. Like I've done, I've done it with ropes and ro ropes and whatnot one with bound guys the bound guys day was one of the hardest days i ever had like we did six different sets and doing those videos is so hard <laughs> like i am not a struggler most of the time like yeah i just want to be happy and tied up <laughs> And then he's like, no, you got to act like you don't like it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> he's like, you got to make noise. I'm like, oh, I, I, my throat was sore for days afterward. Like, oh, really? 
Yeah, like yeah, like six, like six in a day. Which is, like, I mean, were they spread apart, or were they all just kind of clumped together, or like, how did they do that? We did three, and then broke for lunch, and then three more. Okay. My God. Yeah. It was it was a lot of fun though. Like I would I would one hundred percent do it again. And then with ropes and whatnot, I think we did three or four. I think three. Okay. I think we did three. Yeah. Yeah. It's like and then I mean for the stuff that I did, it was like I feel like every each thing we did was pretty short. Like um because it was kind of like the end of the day and um he was in town for um MIR, so there was just like other things sort of happening. Um but yeah, it's like I mean I at the time I was like so energized i felt like i could have gone like all night but i mean i'm kind of glad that it was just you know those three sets and then we just kind of yeah and then we just kind of went out for drinks after that yeah um yeah so six does sound like a bit much like like for one day i mean it sounds fun like a blast but yeah it was like that was the first time i did the cowboy outfit (laughs) that was the first time and then we did the cowboy we did a football player um a superhero um an office worker and then me in a hoodie and jeans then me in underwear so nice <laughs> yeah i find there's definitely tying for vi- for filming purposes and tying for recreational purposes there's just a huge difference yeah because yeah i'm not really a struggler either but then i have to you have to put it on and sometimes i think oh like i'll do a 10 minute video and then i'll just chill in it for another hour or two but i'll leave the camera running and then i'll do it and i'll be like oh fuck like i can't just lay here i have to some put on somewhat of a show so it does kind of ru- like not ruin it but it does make it a lot harder to it makes it feel almost like work yeah which i guess it is and there's also the issue of struggling can sometimes tighten the ropes if i'm laying here just chilling in my pog tie then i'm fine but i'll struggle in it for 10 minutes even if it's just a 10 minute video struggling it i can't lay there because i've tightened it struggling for 10 minutes is a long time well i try to make my videos a minimum of five minutes and so usually there are five to ten minutes but i'll try to like have like a reason for it being longer like i'll do like three minutes with a blindfold then the blindfold will get taken off or an extra layer of tape will get added or something okay that makes sense just so it's not lengthy for the sake of being lengthy but i find it needs to be a minimum of five minutes i guess i've built a rod for my own back in that way because I've, st- I've started out that way so now if i put out like a two minute video people will be like what the fuck is this <laughs> i've did a video where the whole point of the video was i was tired for eight hours i didn't film me for eight hours i just every hour or so he'd come in and so we time-lapsed it Think of like a endurance challenge on Survivor, like it was time lapsed like that. <laughs> because in between, I could have a break, like I didn't have to struggle. I could just lay there and enjoy slash endure. You were Ian and Tom and Palau standing on that buoy. Uh, <laughs> oh, like I could do fifteen hours. <laughs> I mean, I would, lo- I would love to have like eight hours of footage and just. I've thought about doing a live stream, but then there's the issue of if I'm able to download the footage and if anything goes wrong. But then it seems like too much work to do like a. A couple hours of raw footage that's presented like a live stream. I don't know. I mean, like on that note with live streams, it's like one thing that's fun. I mean, that like, you know, like Nick of like from Bound Guys and all of that has done is the live streams of like behind, you know, behind the scenes, like shoots, like with Wolfbound and things like that. Like, like, I don't know, that's fun because I mean, for people just to kind of see what a bonded shoot just kind of looks like, like that's just, just always interesting. Yeah. Uh, That's the end of our episode, but we still have more to come. 
uh, with Danny. So uh, we would like to thank you for joining us this week. Danny, where are you? Oh, hi, bye. I zoned out. <laughs> Just say thanks, guys. You all are awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us, Danny. We'll see you next week. Yeah, so until next time, I'm Nat. And I'm Sammy. See you next week, guys.